everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio podcast. I'm Jen, GR mom, joined by GR dad. Hi. And this week we're going to talk about grooming. But first, drink of the week. We're drinking sort of champagne. We are big champagne drinkers in the house. I am sort of a champagne nut. I kind of liked wine and I really like champagne. And then at one point I was like, I'm just going to learn everything that there is to learn about champagne, French proper champagne, uh, which has been a sort of expensive but highly rewarding hobby of mine because now I know all the individual growers and their vineyards and where they are and what to pick. Um, but today we're actually drinking Schramsberg, which is the only sparkling wine not from the Champagne region of France that I'll drink. It's actually from California and it's interesting because it has been for a long time the official sparkling wine served at White House state dinners. Nixon started that because he was from California and they were serving like French champagne and he said we have good stuff in California and this is delicious. It's like the only sparkling wine I've had that you could think maybe came from France. Everything else is far inferior to French champagne but this is really good and it's cheaper than the good French champagne that we normally drink. So cheers. Um, Cocktail of the day, Schramsberg. Yep, yep, that's what we're doing instead of cocktails today. Also, we have a sponsor. Audible is our sponsor. If you want an audiobook, go to Audible and use our link, audibletrial.com slash thegoldenratio, and you'll get a free book, and you'll help support the podcast and the Waffle Fund. We have had one person sign up so far, so if we get 10 more, it will pay for my podcast fees for the year. Thank you, one person. Thank you, one person. I don't know who you are, but uh, You're it really awesome. helped. You're awesome. So there you go. As the captain would say, that's enough of the business. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about grooming. Yeah, I shaved this morning. Oh, good job. <laughs> good job. You look real nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I get all kinds of questions about how we groom the dogs. And so, yeah, we do all kinds of random stuff. Grooming is sort of a process rooted in chaos in the house. And uh, you don't really do too much grooming. No, and we don't outsource it. We don't take them to a groomer and they come back looking like poodles or anything like that. No, that would be funny. Uh, yeah, so there's basically two kinds of dogs. Dogs who shed and dogs who don't shed. And if they don't shed, you have to take them to a groomer and they have to get clipped or trimmed. Golden Retrievers shed, so you don't have to get them professionally groomed. They're way on one end of the shedding <laughs> spectrum. They're probably the sheddiest. They're yeah. very sheddy. <laughs> Um, yeah, some people give, do shave their golden retrievers. They'll give them like a summer cut. And this is a very bad thing to do because they have an undercoat and a top coat and they use that to regulate their temperature. And so if you shave them, it doesn't keep them cooler. It actually damages their undercoat and it makes it way harder for them to regulate their temperature. So they will not get hot in the summer because they have a lot of fur. They actually can like fluff up their undercoat and use it to keep themselves cool. So if you have a golden retriever, don't shave them. You're not helping. You're hurting them. Uh, we don't shave them. We don't even trim. Like, sometimes Goldens will get trims. Like, they'll trim the fur on their toes. <laughs> Hopper has really furry... Actually, they all kind of have furry toes, but Hops and Queso has real furry toes, too. Big tufts. Yeah, we're not sure Venk actually has an outer coat. She may be all undercoat. <laughs> She's so much undercoat. She's real soft. She's like a bunny. But then, like... 
she licks she kind of does this tar and feathering thing where she'll like lick 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 your face and then if you're near the floor then she'll like smash herself up against your face and kind of pin you down and rub her neck on you and then like get all of her little undercoat furs like stuck all over your yeah, wet face. right in your mouth usually in right your in mouth. your mouth uh i mean i don't know how many nights i've had where i've not ended up with fur in my mouth that's like floated onto the pillow that's like right. she does like to jump on your bed and then rub herself on your pillow she too. likes my pillow the most really rubs herself on the yeah, pillow <laughs> she does uh anyway the more you brush them the less fur there is to get in the house which does not get rid of the fur you can brush them for hours and they will still shed after that uh but and they may or may not like being brushed the, the dogs are diverse it depends on the dog none of our dogs are like huge fans of getting brushed they will most they'll all tolerate it to some extent or another. Pops is the least is the most finicky, the least tolerant, I would say. Yeah, and that causes problems because she has a very floofy tail and the back of her haunches are floofy. And you may have seen this on the snap recently. I can like brush them twice and then she runs away. And uh, and she just had these terrible knots in it this weekend, these big giant mats. And I had to cut out. She has like a notch in her tail now <laughs> from how much I had to cut out. So I literally had to like sit on her and like pin her shoulders down and brush her bottom and her tail, which she hated. But, like, she was just going to be all mats back there if I didn't. She's all whiny anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Got a notch in her tail or not. She's going to react the same way. That's true. So, yeah, Hops definitely, she probably sheds the most of anyone. And then Maggie and Vink are kind of tied for second. Jasmine doesn't actually shed that much. She doesn't have a big floofy undercoat. And queso has, like, super dense fur, but she does, like, if you run your fingers through her fur, she doesn't have a ton that comes out. Where, like, hops you run your fingers through and there's just, like, poofs of it everywhere. Especially if you use a wet hand. Oh, yeah. So, I just kind of, we have a few different brushes, and I'll link them all. Um, we have an Amazon, like, store where we've listed all the stuff that we buy for the dogs. So, the thing we use most is an undercoat rake, which is these big, widely spaced kind of pins and they spin around so they don't get caught up in the fur. And that's great for getting those little undercoaty furs out. Um, and I think we use that one the most. Yeah, it doesn't pull at their fur. It kind of spins itself clear. It's a gentle yeah. pulling. Yeah, and it's really easy to use. And it gets out tons of the little annoying furs that end up making the tumbleweeds in the house. So that's the thing that we use most. Uh, but we have a slicker brush, which is like the one with like the thousands of like tiny little pins in it. Uh, which is also good, especially like for a first pass if you haven't brushed them in a while. Yeah. Uh, we have one that has retractable pins. So you like push a button and the pins slide out. And so you don't, it's really easy to get like all the fur out of it then because it's just sitting on the top. We made uh, wool out of the fur. Yeah, we had uh, one of you guys, fans, is a spinner. And so we collected like a giant like kitchen trash bag full of fur every time we brushed them, probably for six months. No. Not even that long. And uh, and then we sent it off and she spun it into yarn. And so I still have to figure out what I'm going to do with it. But we have this beautiful, floofy golden retriever yarn now. And then Bankman tried to eat it when we got it. As soon as I opened the box, she like stuck her face in there and like chomped down on one of the skeins and tried to run away with it. I had to take it back. Uh, but yeah, we don't do like any super formal grooming routines like... When we're sitting on the floor, like, watching TV, like, I'll get a brush, 
and I'll brush whoever's closest and eventually they'll get up and walk away and then I'll brush whoever I can get over to next as long as they put up with it. So sometimes they just get one side brushed and I figure eventually I get the other side. Yeah, and it, but as you said before, if, if they get these knots that are kind of like little dreadlocks mm-hmm. and then you just can't brush those out, you just have to eventually cut them off. Cut them and off. And they have little notches or almost bare spots in their fur. I mean, they don't care. They don't care. You got to get over it. If your dog has those, like, it's okay. Can happen behind the ears or in the chest hair sometimes. Armpits a lot of the time. Uh, And then the tail and the back of the legs. So that's the brushing. It's just brush chaos. And I try to do it a little bit every day. And it it keeps the fur down. Uh, Nail trimming. Hops doesn't really need her nails trimmed because she runs a lot. And so if you walk them a lot or run them a lot, that just keeps them worn down. Uh, Maggie has like the, her nails are like all quick. Like I can cut a sliver of nail, like the width of a human hair and it starts bleeding. And, uh, when I think it was just after we had gotten back from Florida. So like February, I was going to cut Queso's nails cause they get really long since she mostly just sleeps. And I trimmed some of her nails. Everything was fine. I go to Maggie I, I'm on like nail number two, it starts bleeding everywhere. And so the way that you stop the bleeding is that you take cornstarch like you'd have in the kitchen <laughs> and you kind of smoosh the nail, you put it in your hand, you smoosh the nail into the cornstarch and basically the blood like expands it and it will definitely stop the bleeding. And so I'm trying to get the bleeding stopped on Maggie. And meanwhile, like Queso is circling the house and she comes over and she's looking at me and one of her nails had started bleeding. And so there's like literal like footprints of blood all the way around the first floor and like a puddle of it where she was standing. A horror movie. Oh, the, it did. It looked like someone had been murdered in the house. And meanwhile, like Maggie's still bleeding and I'm trying to stop it. And then it's like, crap, I got to go case it. So I'm like crawling over there with the cornstarch, like jamming the cornstarch up on the case. And she's trying to walk away. And so uh, the house, when I was done slowly stopping the bleeding... There was cornstarch everywhere. There was blood everywhere. Uh, it was bad. It looked really bad. And so, uh, pro tip, if you get blood, any kind of blood, whether it's your bleeding or your dogs are bleeding, if you get it on fabric, you can take hydrogen peroxide, like the stuff you get at the drugstore in the brown bottle, and put it on the blood, and it breaks down the blood, and so it just basically turns into water. Uh, it takes the stain out. It will not harm the fabrics. You may have some kind of kind of like a chemistry experiment or magic. Like yeah, it foams all up. And then it turns into nothing. Yeah, yeah, it gets all foamy, and then yeah. it's gone. There's no blood stain anymore. Like it take blood out of clothes, take it out of sheets, uh, take it out of carpet or furniture. It's wonderful. We have about ten bottles of hydrogen peroxide in the house at all times for blood stains. Uh, so I was getting blood out of everything with the hydrogen peroxide and then vacuuming, vacuuming to get the cornstarch out of everything. Uh, but those are two good tips for nail grooming. Cornstarch will stop the bleeding and uh, hydrogen peroxide will get blood out of anything that it's on. Or just don't clip the nails. It's like, there's no good way. No, but you do have to clip them. We, I don't know if I've even told you this story. When I was living in like my townhouse that I was renting before I bought this house a long time ago, some neighbor's dog, I think like a basset hound, 
they kept it just like tied up outside wow. all day and it had gotten loose and wandered over to my house and so I caught him and I was checking his collar to take him back home and I kind of looked and his nails had grown all the way around so they were digging into wow. the pads on the bottom of his feet and I was like well I can't trust these people I'm gonna cut his nails before I bring him back home she's not happy about did, he, did they bleed uh, they didn't bleed which wow. is surprising because the quicks kind of get longer when that happens uh, he did half-heartedly try to chomp on me a couple times like he was really like you just stop that and I was like you are gonna feel so much better when I'm done but I left a real nasty note on the people's door I'm like your dog was loose I have returned him and it's ridiculous that you let his nails get this long and it's causing him pain. So you better take him to the vet. If that had happened today, you might not have returned the dog. I know. We would just have like five Goldens and a Basset Hound. Well, we could dress him up like a Golden and then no one would be able to <laughs> We tell. could like dye him. Yes. Like dye him brown. We haven't seen your Basset Hound. <laughs> uh, yeah. So any other grooming? Oh, baths. I get lots of bath questions. Um, so the dog's... I would say once a year, each dog will get a full-on, full-body bath. And that's about it. You don't actually have to bathe dogs. Like, they're, if you brush them, they kind of keep themselves clean. They don't need lots of baths. So, uh, Hops gets rinsed down the most because she swims in the creek and then she rolls in the sand. And so, we'll kind of hose her down after that. Uh, she always smells kind of the funkiest too. <laughs> she dries really slowly. It can take days for her to completely dry out. Yeah. Um, but, like, why give her a full-on bath? Because she's still going to be wet from that bath next time she goes into the creek. So we, we kind of hose her off after that if we have to. Um, the, the sort of threshold for me is, like, if I'm petting the dog, and we do some pretty, like, vigorous petting, and my hands come away and they're sort of, like, gross, like they get that white film on them like then it's time for a bath uh and other than that and that really is just like once a year that a dog will get that bad um we we do a lot of washing of parts if a dog steps in poop they get their feet washed yep. uh and you can't wipe that off like we had a debate about this once now you can't wipe that off in the tub full on we have like a shower head you know that detaches that you can bring down shampoo fully wash the feet um, sometimes if they're having digestive issues and they get a little poop on their backsides or sometimes their bits will start to smell bad, um, cause they're probably having female issues. Then we do like a washing of the bits, which is kind of just the back half. And, uh, but that's about it. We do a lot of washing of feet and bits. Yeah. And keep, uh, ears clean. Oh yeah. I'll get to the ear stuff in a minute. One other thing on the baths is that some people ask what kind of shampoo we use. Usually it's the very fancy Aveda shampoo that we use for ourselves that's in the uh, it's in the shower. But I have a bottle of just like Hearts or like some kind of dog brand oatmeal shampoo that I keep outside. Uh, Queso needs kind of weekly female part washings because I think she can't get down there and lick and she's got some discharge issues or something. And so... She kind of gets a bath down there once a week to keep her clean and fresh. So that shampoo lives outside. So the pro tip is when you're, if you're ever getting a new shower head installed, get one that also has a handheld faucet part because it's actually super handy. Yeah, ours is like a two part. It's got like a ring that stays up there and then the handheld part clips into it. And, uh, and then you can bring that down and 
it's absolute necessity for washing of dogs. Yep. And, uh, but yeah, cleaning of the ears is another one we have. So we have these like individual pads. Like if you used like, uh, acne wipes when you were in high school, I think it's the same kind of pad as that. Uh, And they come in the little jar, plastic jar like that. And they're like for cleaning ears, they're aloe scented. They're on our page of stuff on Amazon, which I'll put in the description and so you can use one pad per ear and they do a good job and the ears smell nice and you can get any wax out of there. Hopper thinks these are the best treats on the planet. Like I open the little jar and she comes over. She just wants to eat the little pads. She'll eat them straight out of the jar, but she will also eat them after you clean her ears with them. They're like Pringles for her. Oh my God. It's so gross. And she'll try it. If I do the other dog's ear, she's like, I would also like to eat those pads too. And I have to be like, no, I'm throwing these away. So weird. It's so gross. It's so weird. But she gets so excited to eat the little aloe pads. And I mean, they're like cotton, I guess, or paper-based. Maybe they're not going to do anything to her. But uh, I haven't so far. She tolerates <laughs> she's those better than weird treats. Eating a bunch of them, yeah. yeah. So uh, there you go. And, and the, the ears, usually it's visual. Right, if they look dirty, they are dirty. Or if they look like they got gunk in them, they got gunk in them. If they're red, yep. clean more. Yeah, and we have, our vet gave us like a non-prescription rinse that they have. Like this big giant bottle of it that you can kind of squirt a bunch of it in their ears and like rub it around. So if they have wax on the inside, it'll get it out. And it also has like some antifungal and some antibacterial stuff. It smells a little like Dimetap cold medicine, that purple grapey stuff. Did you ever take that as a kid? Maybe. They have that in Germany? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> don't remember. I used to love it. We were never like really allowed much sweet stuff as a kid. But this Dimetap was like super sweet grape kool-aid it tasted like and we took it for allergies and so i would always get like so excited when i'd get to take dimetap for the allergies because we weren't allowed a lot of medicines (laughs) (laughs) anyway we won't hash out our childhood difficulties on the (laughs) The trauma uh anyway that stuff works pretty well and then we kind of have a standing bottle of Positex, the uh, the prescription drops that you give them for ear infections. Because with so many dogs and twice as many ears, somebody's prone to an infection at some point, so it's good to have it on hand. Yeah, and the ears that fold over, like Golden's kind of breed. Yep. Gunk. Yeah, other than that, none. we don't really have any tick problems. Uh, they have anti-tick stuff in their Neither ticks medicine. nor mosquitoes can get through that fur. <laughs> That's true. We sometimes find ants. We have a ton of ants in the yard that sometimes try to make it in the house. And I, probably a couple times a week, we'll find an ant like crawling on a dog. And it's just like, I don't know how I got here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> There's no way I'm getting anything to that dog. Yeah. But it's good to check your dogs for ticks. And uh, our kind of flea and tick medicine maybe even has a mosquito thing now, but it, it keeps them off. Um, so that's good. Uh, yeah, because Lyme disease is really bad. One of my previous dogs, Kay, had Lyme disease. She almost died. And she was kind of never the same after that. And it's really bad. So check them for ticks. Get them vaccinated for Lyme disease. Make sure they're on pills for that. Anything else? Nope. All right, I'll add one other thing. We don't have any problems with fleas now because they're on the medicine for that. They take Nexgard for fleas and ticks and heart guard for heartworm. Uh, 
But if your dog does get fleas, the vet will be able to give you a prescription for this magic pill called Capstar. And if you give a dog Capstar, within half an hour, all the fleas on the dog are dead. It's amazing. Like, you can just sit there and watch the fleas, like, fall off. And then they're dead on the Makes ground. Makes the dog toxic for the fleas. It's a little bit it's scary. It's amazing. And it works super fast. Uh, so you can literally, like, just give them a dose of the Capstar at the vet. And then, like, by the time you're home, give them a good, like, bath with some anti-flea shampoo and your fleas are done uh so get them on medicine so they don't get the fleas but if they get fleas capstar is like a crazy miracle product and will cure them instantly i think i should take some regularly uh, do you have fleas no it'd just be cool oh. <laughs> to be poisonous <laughs> so you groom the dogs to help in part keep the house clean in addition to keeping the dogs clean but it doesn't matter how much we brush the dogs the house needs a ton of vacuuming. We have like a utopian division of chores between the two of us, I think. I like it. Yeah, you do all the laundry and the dishes, which is amazing to me yeah. that I don't have to do those. They're machines. I like the machines. It's so good. Uh, and then I do kind of the vacuuming and the dusting. And we share kitchen duties. I make it a mess by making things and then you clean it up. I eat it and then I clean it up. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I probably clean the bathroom a little more often, Yeah. but you do a lot of kind of picking up. We kind of just randomly do all the other stuff as it needs to be done. Um, but I take on vacuuming duties cause I work at home a lot. So I'm here more and we need to vacuum every day. I've not vacuumed today. And there's literally like a pile of sand on the floor by one of the dog beds. Cause I washed the dog bed covers, I think for the first time today. And when I took it off, apparently a pile of sand fell out. And there um, usually is, there are some bits of carrot that haven't been completely found and eaten by Schmeagel. Yeah, there are occasional bits of carrot. Today I found a sock of mine that I wore in the rain like five days ago that Vink had tucked into, like between the bolster and the bed of the bed that she always lays in. And it smelled real bad. I uh, think she was secretly very proud of that sock. Yeah, they, Maggie will look for bits of carrot or snack tucked in between there uh but regardless i vacuum every day and uh yeah it's necessary i don't have a fancy vacuum i kind of got like the cheapest hoover that i could after my last one died and it works fine but hoovers are good it's a solid vacuum it's pretty heavy yeah don't, don't try to get a cheap dirt devil that weighs three pounds you cannot have a cordless vacuum it will not work with five dogs no nope. so yeah that's there we go grooming of the house Grooming of the dogs. Uh, do you have a German word of the week to share with us? Frühjahrsputz. Whoa. Spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Use it in a sentence. Dieses Wochenende mache ich meinen Frühjahrsputz, weil ich nichts anderes zu tun habe. All right. You're going to spring clean this weekend. Yep, because I got nothing else to do. Excellent. Okay. That's it. Groom yourself. Groom your dogs, groom your house. Everything's going to be okay. Have some champagne while you're doing all of it to make it better. Cleaner is better. Cleaner is better. Thanks for listening. As always, we'll be back next week with more golden details. Bye. Bye. Bye.